qualified for the World Cup. Go and compete. Hello and welcome to the 23rd edition of the Put Them Under Pressure podcast. My name is Kieran and I'm joined in person by Adrian and remotely by Connor. It's been a little while since we recorded last. I guess college, work and COVID life um, meant we needed to take a brief pause. Uh, but we're back now with a festive podcast, a festive edition. <laughs> but we'll try our best to uh, include like Christmassy things like sleigh bells during that oh. intro. You guys know about that. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, mixed... Mixed feelings amongst the three of us, I'd imagine, over the past few weeks of, of football. I'm sure we'll get to talk about our team's mm-hmm. positives and negatives over the past few weeks. Uh, do we want to begin on having maybe a look back on, on 2020? This will probably be our last podcast of, oh, the, of the year. Wow. Um, Can you cut that? Yeah. Maybe just for the, the podcast itself, not necessarily football in general, because... It's been a fucking marathon, really. Um, but yeah, 2020 for the podcast. How's it been? Uh, good. Yeah. Outstanding. We've, <laughs> we've, uh, we've struggled through for the most part, mm. except for the last month. We're still we standing. Take, yeah, we're still going. Uh, I think some of our better podcasts, probably. Yeah. I think we're finding that balance between football and nonsense. Yeah, the, the quality increases exponentially the less football there is to talk about. <laughs> yeah, considering our selling point is like football, it's best we avoid it sometimes. It turns out we actually don't know anything at all about football. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It's kind of why we don't care. Don't come here for your footballing needs. Yeah, that's it. I like to think that we, I like to think that we give a refreshing... Cool breeze uh, in the, you know, from the vast number of podcasts that are like Sky Sports and BBC Sports copies. Yeah. You go on, you go on Spotify, you look at like the top, top 10. It's kind of the same thing for football. Yeah. yeah. We're different. We're like the slice of lemon in the glass of water. Mm. I, I, bitter. I mean, <laughs> To be honest, 2020 was just such a blur. I can't even remember what, like, when we st- when we started doing this and when we started doing it regularly. Like yeah. March, were we were we doing this in March? Were we doing it before March? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, to both. But we did we did struggle during the first lockdown to record because yeah, remote remote's been hard, hasn't it? We're still figuring it out. Still figuring it out. Hopefully, you're not hearing. Connor's voice back to him because of our microphone. <laughs> that could be a possibility. No, no, we'll no we'll in post. Yeah, that's it. Rocky magic, Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, I, just to, just to wrap it up, that first little bit. I guess I think that even though uh, there was like obviously the the challenges this year with recording a podcast and being able to do it in person and stuff, I think we had our our best if not two best podcasts during this period. The Karl Marx one, I think, is absolute gold. And the Team of the Year one like, has such oh, longevity. Really? Yeah, the lads still go on about like the Bruno Fernandes pick. Um, 
think a lot of the takes in that were, were very good. If you look back, we actually, I know we just said we're really, really rubbish at football, but if you, if you listen back to that one, we actually got some good picks. Yeah. We do predict things pretty well, I find. We have to get mm. things right. <laughs> we should be Liverpool a fortune teller podcast instead. Well, if that's what you're into, number 13, yeah. podcast on destiny. We'll do a horoscope for people if they call in. <laughs> Mikel Arteta on the line. You were, I see a sacking in your future. <laughs> oh, very good. Mikel. Well, I think that's the segue done. I was going to see who was going to bite first on, right. on their team, but it's been a turbulent time for Arsenal, Flynn. <laughs> yeah, that's. <it> has. <laughs> um, like every year, this decade has been sort of like, can't get any worse. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> now they're in the fucking relegation battle like like an actual relegation battle literally not even uh, like a jokey one like people saying oh you might get relegated this year boys huh? like they're actually down in relegation scrap yeah but like that happens to teams regularly I mean start of the season they're down there but is it just too far into the season for you is that the issue or, yeah it's fucking Christmas like <laughs> <laughs> But well, we didn't start till October. That's the thing. Right. Well, well, it was. I like. Well, I like how you kept September. the Christmas theme going by saying it's fucking Christmas. <laughs> it's it fucking like Christmas. It's like I mean, a yeah. Slade. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Fourteen points. Point per game. Less mm. than a goal per game. Less than a goal per game. Lots of goals conceded too. You've shipped a lot. Yeah. Yeah, there is nothing positive to say about the team at the moment. Like, zero. If you could name anything positive about the team, I'd love to hear it. Well, I think when we when we were talking about Arteta and saying, you know, he's made them hard to beat, uh, that perception was just so wrong, wasn't it? What is it? How many games have they lost? Eight? Mm. <laughs> so... They've lost more games than they've drawn and won put together, if you can say it like that. Yeah. I mean, well, well they're playing got, Man City lost. right now. Uh, they actually just equalized. Fuck it. I was going to say they're losing to Man City right now, too, as well. But they just got, got an equalizer. But um, everyone in the team is playing badly, uh, except Saka and Gabriel are like the only players who have not been absolute dog shit. Aubameyang just. The output has fallen off a cliff. He had, he scored like two goals a season. He like last two seasons and a half. He's been there two and a half years now. He was like going for the golden boot in his two full seasons, and he scored like a goal a game in his half a season. And this season he's got like two goals. The whole team. Mustafi is still playing. Mustafi, who's going to leave on a free transfer, and is maybe the worst centre back. I've ever seen in my entire life and not just in professional football. I mean, like if you went down the park and saw someone like playing half cut, holding a point in their hand, they'd be doing better than Mustafi. And he's playing football for Arsenal football club. The whole team is just diabolical and they're all bad. And apparently (laughs) there is a bunch of clicks in the team, like uh, groups, that don't get on with each other and there's a lot of animosity between them. Like some players like Lacazette and Aubameyang and the French speaking people. And then there's like the English speaking people. And then there's the Academy graduates like um, 
Willock and Maitland Niles and Saka and them and and then you have Arteta and these tactics like they're just dog shit tactics. What do you what can I can't say anything positive about the tactics at all. The only thing I would can give them is that going off the stats, stats are fucking horrendous. Like the expected goals and all that, they are absolutely god awful for a team that's supposed to be going for supposed to be challenging for Champions League up at the you know places top four supposed to be with and they spent money but the stats they have are of like a mid-table team but they're unlucky in the fact that they're in relegation zone with the stats of a mid-table team which is a depressing compliment (laughs) (laughs) I can I can relate to that one I can relate to that stat um it's interesting that you say this as well Flynn because I was um I listen a lot to like um, sports psychology and psychology management and stuff like that. And one of the uh, one of the podcasts I was listening to recently, um, and not to bore anyone, he was basically saying that like a new manager comes in, and when there's someone young and exciting like Arteta, they Guardiola is probably the the best example. But they set a culture, they set standards and expectations that the players need to meet, and anyone that doesn't meet it. Um, they either get them on board or they cut them from the club. And I think that that's where Arsenal are right now is that there are a lot of characters in there that are not committed to this idea or philosophy that Arteta has. And being a young, naive, uh, inexperienced, and that's not an insult, inexperienced manager, he is struggling to cope with those characters. I think there's players that are acting bigger than him I think the Ozil influence is there. Um, yeah. So well, I just wanted to what your thoughts on that were. That's what he was saying during the week. He was asked about Aubameyang's injury. How long is Aubameyang going to be out injured for? And he started going off saying that the team needs fighters, not victims. Which I took to be a slight at Aubameyang, oh. saying that he's yes. Like not faking. I don't. Well, actually, it is saying he's f- like faking, but uh, I doubt he is. But kind of saying he's a bit of a woe is me and why isn't everyone else up to my level? And he Arteta's yeah. pissed off about that. But it's a shame they just handed him like a new massive contract. Fuck mm-hmm. it. I mean, th- there was no right move here anyway. They couldn't let him leave on a free. He's the best player, and they've handed him a massive, massive contract now when he's like thirty-one and on the decline. I mean, even if he just declined a small bit, he'd still be a great player. But the drop-off this season is uh, comical. It's like he's a different person altogether. Very similar to Mesut Ozil. As soon as he got his massive contract and he was like pushing 30 and dropped off the face of the earth. So that's like Mm. (laughs) the two key players for Arsenal in the past uh, like five, six years who've been like, I'm going to leave the club unless they pay me billions. And then they were like, oh my God, we can't let him leave for free. It'll be a disaster. Okay, we'll pay you what you want. And they're just, cheers, thanks. And they're never the same. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen with Aubameyang, but it's kind of following the same pattern. Yeah, it is very uh, like scary to think that Ozil is still like the highest paid Premier League player. Hasn't kicked yep. the ball in. He's not even registered yeah. for the fucking league. Crazy, he couldn't yeah. play if we wanted him to like. But um, you must figure Arteta is going to be out soon. Surely that's no, I don't think he will. 
Um, and sure, fuck it. I mean, it wasn't much different under Emery or at the end of Wenger's tenure either. It was very, very similar football, uh, which just leads you to be, what are you going to do? Just fire a manager. He'll come in and it'll be the same thing. If, as long as you got this core of players, it'll probably be the well, same end result. Yeah. It's just that you're 15th. You know, I just, I just wonder. I know. Like it'll have to happen eventually, though. I said this at the start of the season. I was like, I don't like the way Arteta is playing. The team is playing. You remember this? I said this when Arsenal had won the FA Cup and had won the Community Shield, and it was the start of the season, so he was on a high. And I was still saying this that I don't like how they're playing, and I'm not sure if he's the man for the job. But unless they're in a relegation battle, he should be given plenty of time. Well, they're in a relegation battle, so I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just noticed you're like Burnley have a game at hand, and if they win that, you go down to 16th. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's proper serious this now because, like, like uh, Finn, you just said there as well, it is Christmas, you know, we're about to have like four or five games yeah. in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if Arsenal don't start picking up points. They could be on like 19 games yeah. and about 16 points. Like Fulham are starting to play well as well. I know it's ridiculous to say you'd want to be looking out for Fulham coming up behind you, but they are. Yeah, yeah. that's the situation at the moment. It's mental. But do you have a nice run of games or something? I, I think it's Chelsea next, but, <laughs> I, no. but you have played all the hard ones, haven't you? Played a lot of the hard games, all right, but every game at the moment is a hard game for Arsenal. <laughs> That's yeah. very true. Like literally Austin. playing against Burnley at home, going into the game, which they lost by the way, one nil to like team at the foot of the table at home. Even going into that game, I was like, "This is going to be a hard game," which is grim. But it, it, that, that's a typical kind of Arsenal Burnley would be always a hard game for Arsenal. I'd have thought, but that game was hard to watch. In fairness, yeah, Arsenal's not enjoyable and. Everyone knows I have Aubameyang in my fantasy team. And I just, I feel sad. I feel really sad because there is potential there. And I like Arteta. But my God. I want him to do well. I want to see him do well. Nothing would make me happier. I'm not a cynic or like someone, a pessimist who just wants to see this guy go down in flames. I would love if he did well, but he's not doing well. I don't know what to say. I feel numb half the time watching these games. Like if they lose a few years ago, I would have just felt depressed for days if they lost the game. Like literally, I, I wouldn't even play FIFA. I would stay away from football because I would be so down in the dumps if Arsenal lost the game. I would just be like, fuck, that's such a blow to the season. Now they lose the game. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I saw this last week. I saw this three days ago. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Um, I look my my prediction is I think Arteta stays, and I think that it's turned around. Uh, it won't be a good season. I think you'll probably end up winning the League Cup or something. Now that's usually the way it goes, um, and like a mid-table finish. But there's a lot of work to do. Absolutely, a lot of work to do. Uh, but not good times. That I was going to say Highbury, but it's the. Uh, <laughs> The Emirates now. There's better football at Highbury at the moment than there is at the Emirates. <laughs> those those families playing in the flats yeah. that were built over it. I know. End of the season, look, if we're mid-table and in with a chance of a cup, which just seems ridiculous, but if they're in with a chance, of, they're still in all the cups. They're playing the League Cup right now against Man City. It's 1-1. Uh, 
maybe by the end of the podcast we'll know that this one's out <laughs> as well. But um, FA Cup, Europa League are the only hope to salvage anything from the season, really, and avoid relegation. That's it. <laughs> we tipped them to be top four at the start of the season. We did, yeah, between them and the United. Fuck. Both teams. That was one of the ones we got really wrong. Yeah, well, there's time left. No one could have <laughs> foreseen this level of bad. Like, no, this is something True. else. Yeah, you won the Community Shield and uh, FA Cup. Yeah, you were looking strong. Long time ago. Well, welcome, <laughs> welcome to my world, Flynn. It's yeah. cold, yeah, but I'll I'll keep you warm. <laughs> That's kind of Christmassy, right? True. Yeah. 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 I guess in uh on the flip side, you must be rather pleased with yourself. Yeah, Adrian. Um maybe if we'd recorded a few weeks ago as as like scheduled, wouldn't have been as positive. No. But past, past few results for yeah. for Liverpool. I probably have pleasing. less to say than Flynn, just because it's fairly easy when you're at the top, isn't it? Yeah. I mean I think they, they've gotten through their roughest patch in terms of like injuries and stuff. About like you said, about three weeks ago, maybe it was as bad as it could get. Like Matip was kind of in and out. Fabinho was out. Was mm. it was Fabinho out a bit? Like Milner had just picked up an injury, and it was like there was nobody. Oh, and Allison. All these players have picked up little knocks on top of the big knocks. Um, but they got through. I know there was a few dodgy draws and things, um, but generally it's been pretty good. I think. The Spurs game was a huge one. That was one that could have went either way. Uh, yes. What's the um, what's that cunt's name who who missed the two chances? Why can't I think of his name? Bergwijn. Oh, Bergwijn. Yeah. Oh. He missed two golden chances, and if they had gone in, I think we'd be looking at a very different table at the minute. But that for sure knocked Tottenham and has given us a little bit of space. Um, oh my god, that was another thing. Sorry, that uh, to make the season even worse was the fact that Spurs were up at the top of the table, yeah, gonna win the league. <laughs> and do you know, ironically, I think well, it's ironic because we just beat Palace 7 0, and I think the catalyst for that was actually Palace drawing to Tottenham in the last minute because then Tottenham came to us not flying high, and we beat them. And then we went to Yi, and we were flying even higher. <laughs> and that game didn't happen, though. Put you to bed. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's weird when you think of it like that. But you know, I think I don't know. Can you say it's it's the luckiest part of being so unlucky that uh, Liverpool have brought in players like Reese Williams, who no one's ever heard of, and Nat Phillips, who was like playing the second tier of the Scottish league last season. Stuttgart, I think, and they've come in and just done the job. I, I don't know, is it like management that he hasn't left them, uh, given them a run in the games? He's kind of put them in for one, taken them out, and then put them in a couple of weeks later, and maybe that keeps them really focused or something. But they've always done well. Uh, Nico Williams is the same. Jones, Curtis Jones, I mm-hmm. thought he was very lightweight. And actually, at the start of the season, I thought he wasn't playing very well at all. Because... Uh, I noticed he just took too much time on the ball. They'd be trying to pass it through midfield, and he's all—he'd always take about three touches and then pass it. Whereas now he's looking like proper. He's like a little 
English nabby Kate or something. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's a long season because now City are starting to play a bit better. Um, there's always going to be like the weird results. Like, what was it, Brighton? Did we draw to Brighton? Fulham. Fulham, yeah. Fulham fucking spanked us for <laughs> about 40 minutes. Um, but just got away with it, really. So, I don't know. The Palace game was was a big one. That was Liverpool at their absolute best. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. So. It's funny, that's 7-0. Um, Palace didn't play particularly bad. In fact, the first half, we played very well. Yeah. Uh, gutted that we went in at halftime 3-0 down and thought, yeah. well, you know what? Yeah. This, this won't get any worse. I mean, we've just been very unlucky. It's like everything you touch just turned to gold. I noticed that Klopp said something about maybe Palace felt playing midweek, which is obviously what all the teams in Europe have been doing. But he said, uh, well, well, that's what he said. But <laughs> I, if you look back at the goals towards the end, and I know there are you know, four and then five and then six goals down, but like players aren't busting a gut to try and close Salah down. Nah. You know? And... Heads dropped. Maybe it's a head drop, but maybe it is the playing every three days thing, which... Uh... Well, yeah, when you've got like a squad of 18 players, not when you could just delve into like the best youth academy in England and pick yeah. up all these lads that have had like Bundesliga loan experience last year. Uh, but yeah, look, fair dues. I mean, great. Another thing for Palace to go into the fucking history books about. Yeah, but I mean, I did say it, it. Like, it is a bit of a freak season after Liverpool lost to Villa. It's just one of those things that you're like, that was just a, f- a fucking, that was insane. And it's one of those ones where everything that happens just turns into a goal. And I, I mean, I felt, I felt bad for you <laughs> as much as I loved it, and I saw my fantasy points skyrocketing. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was good football. I mean, it's it's tough being on the receiving end of it, no yeah. doubt, but. It was a, it was very entertaining football, and it was Liverpool at their best. And it's you know the football you expect, the standard you expect from from the champions. Yeah. So I'm glad and, that that wasn't. We were talking about Firmino as well. Yeah, done nothing all season. Gets a goal against Spurs, and now he's looking like sharp. Our number nine again. Yeah, yeah. Body dazzler. Flipping it around again, Spurs. I'm very. I'm kind of glad that they're stumbling a bit because it was. I don't know. Like you make your own luck, but. You know, they were picking up points where they probably shouldn't have. Again, freak results, you know, spanking United at Old Trafford was, was entertaining, no doubt. But probably flattered yeah. uh, both teams. Um, Mourinho as well is someone who I find that no matter how old he gets, he'll never take responsibility for any loss. It's always someone else's fault. Does that does that annoy you guys as much as it annoys me? That he just won't ever say, we played bad football and they were a better team. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay. I mean, he knows it annoys people, and that's half the reason he says it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I, sometimes I love his arrogance and, and the way he is, and then sometimes I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like this thing of, um, it's only in my head because some threw it up earlier, is uh, going on about how Klopp shouldn't have won the FIFA Manager of the Year. Look, that's fine. Why are you even getting involved? It's got nothing to do with you. Maybe he was asked a question, but why wouldn't you just say, it's got nothing to do with me? I wasn't even nominated. Yeah. Do you know? Just getting involved and everything. And sometimes it gets, it just gets a bit old. It's just this character. It's, 
bit like the Roy Heen thing. It's like overplayed at a point. Yeah. You're like, all right, we know you're meant to be a tough guy, and yeah, you know, you want uh, United to win titles and stuff. It's like stop fucking saying it every single week when it's not relevant. <laughs> You know? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, but you must be delighted so Flynn, to see Spurs tripping up. Yeah, thank God. Uh Jamie Cunt's the lot of them. <laughs> All twenty five man squad. Fucking uh Son scoring with every touch of the ball. People saying that he's yeah. better than Salah or he's best player in the league or some shit. <laughs> uh, it's the Kane one that does my head in. They're like, he's the complete footballer. He can play in that. He's like Wayne Rooney, but better. Like he's not fucking better than Wayne Rooney. He's not. Clearly, he's not. He's um, he's a strange footballer as well. He he spends most of his time in midfield. But this is it, like, and and he plays a couple of good passes a season, and people lose their minds over it. Yeah, Do you know. It's... And then Mourinho is a tactical master for playing some fast lads on the wing. I've been doing that on <laughs> FIFA for 12 fucking years. Oh, he is. It's true. God, it's true, isn't it? FIFA for a long time, that's... Well, I don't know. I just said 12 years. I have no idea. But it's longer. You're probably right, yeah. But this is the thing, like, there... Uh, and he boys like Hoiberg. I still think Hoiberg is a donkey. I, don't <laughs> I know do, too. Yeah. yeah, him and Sissoko in midfield is my nightmare midfield. Yeah. <laughs> They're not good footballers, but that's oh. what he wants, right? He wants bad football players that foul yeah. and yeah. pass sideways. I mean, we can do that. But people say Henderson is boring or like shit in midfield. Look at that too in midfield. Spurs like nightmare. Yeah, nightmare midfield. It's uh, it's like with um, whenever I see Spurs and I see their lineup, I'm gonna butcher this now. What is it in like? Like it's a sen is it center where it's like half man, half horse? Yeah. 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 Spurs look to me like half Stoke, half Barcelona when yeah. I look at them, you know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the back eight are like fucking donkeys. <laughs> and then they have these like sprinkling of superstars. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm glad Spurs are back where they kind of belong down in fourth or something. Yeah. Leicester and Southampton are knocking too. We can't write them off. Yeah, and it, it is that kind of season, like the time Leicester won it, where a lot of big teams are not playing particularly well. Um, like, I, th- I think Liverpool are playing well, but the circumstances might mean that they're not playing that well all season, you know? Mm. Um, so, I'm not saying Leicester or Southampton could win the league. Well, they could, technically speaking, but they're not going to, okay? Uh, the only one that would make me nervous, and I'll say it now and let's not make a big deal about it, is United. Okay. United are, I was going to say, quietly creeping up, very fucking loudly <laughs> creeping up. Mm. Um, loudly creeping. I just, yeah. I, 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 huh? They're a bunch of loud creepers. All right, yeah. I can't hack when they lose. Everyone is Ollie out. Ollie, he's 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 over 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 his depth. <laughs> yeah. What's the <laughs> under the carpet? <laughs> Out of his depth. Out of his depth. Fucking hell. Out of his rug. He's out of his depth. Um, and then when he wins, it's fucking party poppers. And it and it is genuinely like people are party poppers. Aren't those the things that like loosen your asshole? You what? (laughs) No, the thing with the string that you pull. I know. There's uh, (laughs) a. You, you've never heard of them. 
You've never heard of poppers? No, you have to explain. Our <laughs> research is out at the moment, so you have to tell us. They're like, um, they're like, a, I think they're like a drug uh, that people inhale. I think they're, they look like um, those Vicks kind of things you spray up your nose. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, apparently they loosen the muscles. Uh, they're like a relaxant. And people use them for various sexual activities. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's cool. To stick things up there, to stick bottles up your butt and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, why uh, when you said, <laughs> when Ole wins, the poppers come out. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably true. Right. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm getting genuinely sick of people like shitting all over them for dropping out of the Champions League, which we do, but we're not United supporters. And then uh, in the same sentence, like saying we're going to win the league, Ollie at the wheel. Mm. Yeah, there's no stability with, with the United team. No. As good as it can be, it's so shaky. It's like they're running on quicksand. And one other thing, uh, if I may, is McTominay is not the next Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> yeah. And he's 24. He's not that fucking young. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bet you didn't know that now. No. The next Lingard. He's not even the next Leon Britton. Like. <laughs> yeah. No, he's... He played one amazing game, which was bizarre. Yeah, fact, but it, it was, wasn't even a game. It was more like three minutes. And yeah. Yeah. the other teams but hadn't he, even woken up yet. Seeing him like get the ball and like dribble past people, it was so bizarre. I don't know. Peds, I'd say. So, he was given something that morning. Or... Had his Weetabix. I don't know. Cloned them or something, or put a mask on someone. It was ridiculous. They got Cantona back. <laughs> it was actually Gerard and Mask. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would make more sense. Yeah, that explains it all. Oh, in that game, he's not the next. And then Martial Gerard. comes back. Martial comes back and, and plays the game of his life from fucking nowhere. Yeah, Ugh. they're running through players who are having the game of their life now. Though they're running out like. Yeah. Uh, Pogba, Rashford, Martial, De Gea, sure, they're, they've all cashed in their game of their life now. So yeah, and that's yeah, and I mean, look, this is this is something to be realistic about now. Uh, this is a serious point, as much as we like to to slag United, is that they only look marginally good when the opposition is bad. Let's not forget that that Leeds team ship goals like there's no tomorrow. They're not this. They're living off their old names still. As much as I like Leeds, they're living off their old reputation. They nearly made a balls of Sheffield United, who can't win a fucking game for love nor money. Um, until it's done consistently, and any time that they've met teams that are good, they're not doing well. So, big game now in the new year. United-Liverpool, I think, is going to be the real test whether United will, if this is actually genuine or whether this is what we think it is, which is a very overpriced and overpaid squad beating bottom half teams like they should. Yeah. Well said. Thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> that was not written, that was not read from a written no, script. <laughs> We're going to take a festive break. We're going to have some eggnog and after eights. Uh, and we're going to come back with some more festive football. Welcome back to the festive 
podcast, number 23 of the podcast. Three of us are still here, like the three wise men. Very good. Very, very fucking good. Chalk that one down, Clint. Um, uh, all right. I just chalked it down there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's, I can't hear it. <laughs> it feels super weird because of... I don't. I thought there was always like a full list of fixtures on Stephen's Day. Was that not always the case? It was, Because yeah. it's not this year. No. Ruins Christmas. But it wasn't last year. <laughs> that too. is what ruins Christmas. <laughs> well, I mean, Christmas for me is just going to be the same. You sit at home and you watch TV all day and drink and overeat. And then you go to bed. And then the next day is like the real Christmas. You get up, go to town with the lads. You're in there all day yeah. until the pubs close and you go home hammered. And then you go back to wherever you live. Yeah. That's not your family home. And this year, I'm kind of going, I might just leave on the 26th. Because what the fuck is there to hang around for? Watch the rest of the Harry Potters that are on TV? <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, it's it's different this year. Um, with the football, they used to always have, yeah, the, the full list on the 26th. But last year they did the winter break thing where only half the teams played one weekend and the other yeah. after. It's uh, But with Amazon involved now too, there's what, like three or four TV companies now that are fighting for, fighting for games. So... In a way, it's good for the viewer, for us, because we get to see every single game. You know, there's no, like, two games on at once, but, yeah, it does take away that Christmas, you know, Boxing Day feel. Yeah, they actually do have quite a lot of games on on um, Saturday, which I didn't realise. Who's the Saturday night game? Like, the late kickoff. Man City and Newcastle. Beautiful. Oh, favourite fixture. Like, the only decent game, well, there's Leicester and United and Arsenal and Chelsea. The rest is dog shit. Anything's better than watching like Michael McIntyre's Christmas <laughs> fucking sing along fairy dust. I know, and I I think when you don't live at home anymore, you you learn to control the TV and like yes. you know what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah and you watch tips stick for that. <laughs> you sit and you watch YouTube all day, and then I go home and my parents have like some period drama on or something. Yeah, yeah. I can't stick that shit. Like, or they'll be like, Oh my God, this is such an amazing program. And it's another detective program <laughs> from like based in England in the 1960s or something. <laughs> I can't <laughs> fucking watch it. <laughs> I find that as well, that people will watch a certain program at a certain time just because it's like 2020s edition of it like there'll be some shite on rt1 now yeah. at like eight o'clock on christmas day mm. and it'll be a bunch of fucking nobodies from irish telly yeah. for half an hour yeah but that will have to be watched in case something happens and yeah. it's like no there's plenty of plenty. yeah like it, there would be like a christmas edition of like grumpy old men yeah and like grumpy old men was cancelled a decade ago for a reason you know, yeah. Jesus, they were all racist. Or Why like, are we bringing them back, men behaving badly, yeah, like remake or something. Fuck. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of curious what your uh, like Christmas traditions are because yeah. I don't know if we have any, but when you look at what other people do, you really do. Actually, that's yeah, that leads to an important question, right? Because I haven't had a chance to ask this to people yet, and I thought it was an absolute given, but apparently, it's just an English thing, okay? Pigs in blankets. No. With a Christmas no. dinner. No. Yeah, damn it. I thought that was a thing. I just thought that was like a universal 
smart thing to do. You're nah. missing out. I mean, I'm sure it's nice. It's just not the done thing here. Like, okay, no, it's not. That's changed my world, actually. Like, we we uh, for the first time, my parents were like, just letting you know. I thought it was a big reveal. We're not having <laughs> turkey for Christmas dinner. And initially, I was like, hang on there a second. But they were like, we're just gonna get a chicken. Whoa. Fuck. Well, that, no, I wouldn't be happy with that. Really? I I mean, uh, the only substitute would be goose or maybe duck at a push. But duck would be worse. Chicken? Yeah, I mean, fucking it's... spare and get that. Like, look, the the taste comes from the gravy anyway. I know <laughs> it ain't about the taste, bite. It is about the taste. <laughs> Because I don't want to be eating plain turkey off the bone all next day because my parents are telling me they don't want to cook because there's leftover. <laughs> so I'm making them cook. You know, I heard a lot of people... Day or do me a fucking dinner. heard some people, many people... Um, I was just on the Ireland subreddit, you know, uh, that's just, you know, Irish people use. And there was a poll of whether or not people have a full Irish breakfast uh, on Christmas Day. Uh and I thought that was bizarre, but apparently it was split 50-50, which I can't I, yeah. get over at all. I, I have, heard this before, have too. Have a breakfast on Christmas Day. A full Irish before the Christmas dinner. I don't have a, a breakfast full stuff. Yeah, no. I'd have a slice of toast or something. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I've, I heard the same, too, and it absolutely blew my mind because for me, and traditionally, Christmas dinner is like overindulging oh, of it's collection yeah. of things. Oh, yeah. And the full Irish would just ruin that totally i wouldn't feel like a, the biggest dinner of the year after a full irish no matter what part of the day i have it yeah yeah no like, see we have three like we have a starter main dessert kind of set up at christmas mm. but like our starter is like breakfast yeah, yeah so we'll have like prawn cocktail or something in the morning when i say in the morning not like fucking 7 a.m maybe like 11 or 12 and that's kind of lunchy something mm. and then like four o'clock yeah we'll go fucking full on yeah and then have dessert whenever you feel like it yeah probably something that's in the fridge anyway so yeah i one thing i don't like about christmas dinner is how old-fashioned food like prawn cocktail and trifle is the standard <laughs> like i can't yeah, no. fucking stand it they, they don't such taste a low good. Bar. such a low bar isn't it Trifle is crap. Let's, can we just it's agree shite. on it? It's shite. What I will say, right? And I'm, I totally agree. I would prefer most other desserts, but homemade trifle. And I homemade trifle is different because like the the biscuity bit doesn't get soggy. Yes, okay. And Fine. that's what I hate about trifle. The soggy fucking biscuit or yeah, uh, it feels like I'm eating dinner in Skyrim or something. Like <laughs> um, whereas if it's Actually, homemade like the day before, it's pretty good. No, it's not biscuit. Is it? Is it sponge? Um, sponge. Yeah. Soggy sponge is fucking. It's the nice. worst. Yeah. But um. Okay, I can I can yeah get behind yeah. that a little bit. But definitely, what what do you guys think about tiramisu? I don't really like it. Tiramisu. No. I feel the same about it. It's. Sad. I don't like any coffee flavored desserts. I think it's a fucking cop out. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just a mixture of two things? Is it? No, it's like coffee is people who make coffee into a flavor. It's a fucking joke. 
<laughs> and it is a bit bitter for a dessert. I re- I'm with you a bit. I really like tiramisu. And someone made tiramisu for me recently. Could have been you, Adrian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had tiramisu yeah. in this house. That was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, again, it's homemade, so the sogginess isn't such a problem. But I, if I was in a restaurant, it would be one of the last things I'd ever order. Mm. Apart from bread and butter pudding, which just isn't a <laughs> Bread and butter pudding was like a poverty dish. <laughs> You know, we keep going back to it like it's like fucking nostalgia. Yeah. Let's, let's remember that nostalgia and trauma are very much the same thing. Um, yes. <laughs> bread and butter pudding, yeah. Like, let's soak stale bread in some shite and put raisins. Like, that's the other thing. Ra- raisins should be off the menu. Christmas pudding. Do you guys like Christmas pudding? No, no. any dried fruit with yeah. spices is shit tier. <laughs> And mince like, pies. Oh, oh yeah, everything oh. actually. There's not a thing I like about Christmas. <laughs> and you yeah, know what? Fuck I'm... it. You're right about turkey. Fuck the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's the thing. The I'm more you think about it, you're now. like, oh, you could take it or leave it. And the other thing I wanted to ask, right, was, um, you know, the tins of sweets you get. So mm. celebrations, heroes, quality street roses. Is there a favorite or is there like a bottom of the pile for you guys? I would prefer like celebrations and maybe roses to quality street and heroes. I think heroes are shite. Um, Do you know, they're all the same, really. (laughs) I, I don't really have that strong feelings about it. I, Some people do. I'd agree with what Flynn said uh, in terms of what his preference and terms of the selections are. Interesting. But I'm, I, I'd be probably considered odd where I, I forget which ones they come from, but I like the, the strawberry the orange kind of filling ones. I do like Bounty. Yeah. Oh, I like Bounty as well, yeah. I think God Tier selection, a selection box or no? What are they called? I don't know. Sweet tier. I know what it means. Yeah. yeah. Top God tier, not top tier, like God tier is the Maltesers. Those little Maltesers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're peak. They're amazing. They're very good. No, I actually think, and no one else seems to think it, that heroes are are the worst. I'm with you on that. That quality street are really underrated. Like the toffee penny. Yeah. Oh, man. And the little triangle yeah. is good. The purple one, obviously. But they mixed them up recently, didn't they? They changed the colors and the shapes and stuff. So, oh, what? Yeah. I, oh, I'm also quite fond of one of the golden sticks. Yeah, yeah. They're so pretty nice. Well, yeah. yeah, but I associate them. To me, they're like granny sweets. And if you were ever going to your granny's, it's probably different for you. But she would have like sweets and bottles of Coke that were there for 15 years, like... <laughs> and that you right. know were brought out when the kids the grandchildren or whatever would be over like once yeah. every few months so you would just get these rotten sweets and rotten coke that you couldn't say anything about because it's your grandma well i do get i do get your point yeah 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 but and three just... fall into that yeah um i think celebrations probably is the best but i don't like bounty uh lint very good Yes, but I think that lint can become a bit overbearing after a while. Like, you can't have more than a couple of them. Probably for the best, to be honest, because if you get the um, eating a shitload of, like, celebrations and you just got this kind of waxy feeling in your mouth for an hour then, 
Yeah, because I think it was a. I think I said this to you recently. It was the one where Federer in our class fucked the book into the <laughs> bin. We we had a substitute teacher, and I remember he tried to teach us business. And one of the, I won't name names, but one person just fucked his book in the bin in like <laughs> protest to being taught when the teacher was out. I told Sonia that story because I couldn't stop laughing. She was like, what are you laughing at? I was like, you're not going to find it funny. She was like, just fucking tell me. I told her and she was like, oh, is that it? I don't get it. She was like, I guess you have to be there. And I was like, I wasn't there. <laughs> it just... But that same class, that, that teacher tried, well, that substitute teacher tried really, really hard to try and, like, engage us. Um, and someone was talking about, like, eating chocolate or something, or chocolate itself. And he, like, ruined chocolate. Because it's all vegetable oil, right? Oh, it's yeah. Mostly, it's like oil. Yeah. But it's I just not even chocolate, don't... like. No, no. And, like, you know when you let chocolate melt and it's quite nice and you're just, like, I could just go next to my cooker and take a swig from the bottle. It's probably the same thing with a bit of milk chocolate powder. Yummy. <laughs> enjoy, your, enjoy your sweets, kids. Um, did I have any other questions? What time? What time do you guys eat? It's a big, big Around thing. Like about two or three. That's when you have the proper dinner, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I said it, but I think we, we have like a starter at like 12 and then full dinner at maybe three or four. Yeah. And then whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. And two, also three. do you do ham? Yes. Always, always ham. Spiced beef. Obviously. Yeah. But I'm not gone on that either. Yeah. No, it's another thing. It's always there and it's like a must have, but yeah. no one really cares about it except for like your dad. Probably. Yeah, all these <laughs> traditional and mulled wine, all these traditional fucking um, oh. flavors of Christmas were made um, when there was like no access to any decent herbs or spices. It was like cloves <laughs> yeah. and dried fruit, sh- you know, shit you get like in a Charles Dickens novel or something. And it, it's like, oh, we have to make do with this shit. Like cloves. Come on. Yeah. Have you ever bitten a clove? Oh, yeah. Man. A bit. Christmas Day in your ham. Yeah, and they're dusty as fuck too. They, dusty? They, they, yeah. If you have a go a, like, in a fucking fun. jar for eight years. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, not a fan of a lot of Christmas things. That said, despite of all the things we've just said, I'm really looking forward to a Christmas dinner. Like, I can't wait to put oh, yeah. in the well, gravy. If, if someone gave me, right, and they said, this is your Christmas dinner, and it was like... Uh, a decent amount of turkey, a decent amount of ham, and like 30 roast potatoes covered in gravy, I'd be like, sound, thank you. The rest of it, I kind of eat because I, it's there. Do you have like bread sauce? No. No. Is that another English thing? I think it is, think. yeah. Because that goes really nicely with like stuffing. Even the stuffing, I'm like, meh. The oh stuffing no, might. stuffing is key. Yeah, no, stuffing, I could eat jars of it. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffing is great. I, I do enjoy stuffing. And it's just bread and a few herbs and butter and onion. Absolutely I mean, beautiful. What's not to love? Onion. To love? Oh, yeah. well, yeah, there's your problem. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. the fucking problem. <laughs> the onion's the fucking problem. The fact you don't like onion and what is pepper? Yeah, peppers, yeah. Yeah, sure. That kind of seals you away from most decent food right there. 
Yeah. No, it doesn't. That's we, outrageous. Onion no, is in fucking everything. Come on. I know, but, but hang on. I'm okay with like, and like if I looked at a jar of sauce and it said onion, I I know that there's I know that there's uh, onion in pretty much everything. But if you cut up an onion into a sandwich, no fucking hope in hell am I eating that. No. Well, no one has that anyway. No one has a sandwich onion that. sandwich. Yeah, red onion. Okay, well, red onion as an ingredient of the sandwich, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't mean an onion sandwich. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that I can't hack. Is it the texture or the taste? I think I've asked you this already. It's the taste, yeah. Because okay. I've, tr- I've tried it. People are like, oh, you won't know. I've tried it. It's it's the taste of chunks of onion. But I can't hack. But, like, grilled and, like, caramelized onion taste different to raw onion. Yeah, I'm slightly better with that. Slightly. And, like, crispy onions on, like, um, you know, you get them on like hot, dog stuff, hot dogs. Yeah. What about yeah. onion rings? Yeah, they're fine. Okay. Okay, we can work. But like this. French onion soup, I'm not going to enjoy that. Sonia you know, just in the corner noting all this down secretly. Like, shit. <laughs> shit. That's your Christmas list. Yeah. yeah. I just got him <laughs> a fucking onion. onion sandwiches for Christmas. <laughs> Um, nice. I think that's pretty much all. I mean, I could ask what you watch and stuff on Christmas Day, but you know what? Well, you want to hear something wholesome on the I Christmas feel? We, as a young family, are still trying to like build our own traditions now. Currently, we don't really have that yeah. set mm. thing, so we're pretty open to what we do. You know, it's only <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Christmas. Babe Station. <laughs> yeah, the, te- the ten minute free views. <laughs> It's just Ollie, Ollie watching me play football manager for eight hours. <laughs> but that's it. Like you could, you could be like, oh, like we don't talk on Christmas Day. <laughs> like you can't make noise on Christmas Day, or Santa will, won't come back. Horrible. And you could just have a silent day <laughs> every day for the rest of your life. You know, have a break. Yeah. And that's why they make you sing like Silent Night. Yeah. So much stuff. Yeah, Jesus. I remember my parents being like, yeah, if you if you don't get to bed at this time. You won't oh. be like Santa won't be coming, and like it was probably like seven eight o'clock in the after, like in the evening, and it's so that they could get the house ready, I guess. But like, yeah, I was thinking of this only last night, actually. You know, when you're like, I vividly remember lying in bed Christmas night and hearing fucking sleigh bells. It happened. I heard it. it right. Didn't. Okay. But what was what what did I hear that I perceived to be sleigh bells? Was it my parents like <laughs> yeah. like throwing coal in the fire or something? <laughs> in the toilet maybe yeah (laughs) imagine imagine coming down and your son is like i fucking i heard santa last night you'd be like you little prick that was me as soon as you left the room the parents are just like yeah we'll have to take him back to that psychiatrist (laughs) (laughs) like i like my parents like i think i stopped believing in santa when i was like eight so when i was like i remember always putting out the milk and the cookies and stuff but as we got older like they'd be like Oh, you know, Santa actually loves like a glass of red wine, yeah, yeah. or like you know something that they actually wanted to eat, not just fuck the milk in the drain or something. Yeah, yeah, um, whiskey for us. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think we did a can of Guinness by the last one because uh, <laughs> I found yeah. out about Santa just because one summer day, <laughs> like in the middle of the year, I just went up to my mother and I was like, Is "Santa real?" Like, oh, that's awkward. I've just been thinking about this because it doesn't make sense to me 
and she kind of had this big conversation about how like the spirit of Christmas was still very real and how um, St. Nicholas was, was, was like a proper saint, mm. even though wasn't he like a fucking pedophile or something? Anyway, we'll get on to it. Sure. Um, they all were. But like that's how I found out. But I presume you found out in school or... Yeah, I still remember the dickhead he told me. Yeah. Daniel Johnson. Fuck you. Ruined my Christmas. The Daniel Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. D- DJ. <laughs> Daniel The Rock Johnson. That's Dwayne, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Imagine The Rock coming to your school and going, Rock. not real, kids. <laughs> not even a school if you just did it live on Raw. But everyone yeah. <laughs> what a heel move. <laughs> There's plenty of uh, classic wrestling moments where people in Santa suits got the shit kicked out of them, right? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. I want to hear about this Daniel Johnson though. Why did he do that? Oh, because he was the kid in 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 my primary school that had like the three or four older brothers. So he was always the one that was like, you know, sex is when you piss on her or something, you know? Yeah. Some bullshit myth. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Doing it wrong my whole life. He just came in around Christmas time and said, Santa's not real. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, Santa's not real. And we were like, what? He's like, yeah. Brother, brother said it's bullshit. Arsehole. Yeah. Yeah. The brother's worse. Yeah, brother was worse. So that was kind of sad. Yeah. You know. Flynn. Um, my parents told me, I can't even remember what age I was. I'd say it was probably like 14. Yeah, 21. <laughs> yeah, it was yesterday, actually. I haven't <laughs> stopped crying since. Yeah. Connor, we can't get you a new PlayStation. <laughs> we can't afford it. Santa doesn't make them. Yeah. Uh, I think I actually cried when I found out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if you're told, I can imagine you would. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, I, when they told me, I was like, yeah, no, I get it. It's grand. They were like, you sure? It's like, yeah, yeah. I just went to the bathroom and I was crying in. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, that's bad. But that's uh, it. Like, we, we spoke about this. Like, you're taught all these things in school and you're, you can't decipher what's real and not real. Especially you know? because of that. Especially because of Santa, which you were told yeah. by everyone. And they have this on the news, like the legitimate news. They have yeah. like Santa's coming. He's coming. He's passing by the North Pole right now. We're going to go to the weather station. And your parents tell you and the school tells you and the ads tell you everyone promises you that the most magical thing in your life is like Santa Claus and that it's real and just believe. And then one day they say, actually, you know all that about Santa Claus? We completely made it all up. Right? <laughs> it's complete bullshit. It's uh, pretty sick though. It's true. Because like Ollie is right now, he's um because they learn about in school the naughty and nice list, right? Oh. He is absolutely petrified. Whenever yeah. whenever he does something wrong or cheeky, he knows that's naughty. And he's right now he's just like, I'm a nice boy. It's like, yes, you are. Calm down. You're not gonna not get any presents now. But it's kind of it's kind of sick in a way, isn't it? Yeah, I think they need to start phasing Santa out from society. Yeah. Like, you can just teach kids to be good and be bad. And at Christmas, you know, you can still say Jesus was born on Christmas Day. And we all, you know, give each other presents because yeah. that's what wise men did. Why the fuck are you bringing this weirdo into our house instead? <laughs> Coming in any fucking orifice of the house that yeah. you can <laughs> to, to give us presents. Why? Yeah. Why? Why the poor parents, like... Are getting these Christmas lists and they're like, sure, iPhone 10 because you're the bells are <laughs> you know? Exactly. All the Crippling logic at play. 
<laughs> Although I suppose it kind of teaches children to be on the watch out for snake oil salesmen. To not, believe, <laughs> you know, not just believe everything they hear. If there's one yeah, positive. True. I wonder though, with uh, with everyone getting, well, I suppose, I suppose in Ireland and, and, and the UK anyway, with people getting less and less religious, I wonder how Christmas will evolve. Because it's evolved massively in like our generation, our lifetime. You know, yeah. the whole going to midnight mass and stuff is kind of in the past now too, yeah. I, I feel. Not quite in Barry Row. Still happens. Yeah, no. yeah. But I mean, I, I, not that I've been out and about much, but remember you used to, well, we used to have like a, a crib yeah. for like the nativity scene. Not anymore. <laughs> not like the and interview I one. <laughs> yeah, the crib. Yeah, no. Exhibit. And you have to have exhibit and his crib. <laughs> Yo, dog. I heard you like Christmas. But yeah, I know what you mean. And even um, I noticed someone upstairs has a candlelighting every night recently, and that's kind of religious thing. And that's for like sp- the spirits or something, is it? Yeah. Um, it's also big in like Judaism, isn't it? Oh, is it? Hanukkah is the candles and shit. Yeah. Oh, I heard you get more presents for Hanukkah if you're a Jew. God, we should be Jewish. We should have been Jewish. I mean, it's a waste now. Jewish. Yeah, <laughs> it's a waste now, but. What could have been? So, uh, yeah, even candles in the windows and things like that, I think, are just gone. Yeah, it's probably better. I mean, yeah, we, we laugh and joke about <laughs> these kids getting told that you just need to believe in Santa. It's like, yeah, well, you know, the whole fucking religion is... Yeah, there are grown <laughs> adults who believe like this fellow was walking on water and that when they die, they'll go to fucking heaven. <laughs> People yeah. running, the country, running the world believe this. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's that's for uh, another podcast for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, I I actually had a very deep conversation about religion recently with my brother. Okay, it, it was interesting. Is it he was, religious? Uh, no, no. He's uh, I would say he's anti-religion. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, we were kind of saying like afterlife is is probably not real, mm. but. It, you know, we don't understand so much about like this universe and like, you know, when you start thinking about it and you think like, so the universe is supposedly like a donut shape that's constantly expanding. Have you guys heard this? Yeah. Right. Expanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Expanding into what then? Yes. Expanding into what? Like, where is it expanding into? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That fucks me. Fucks me up. West me. <laughs> but like, I, I I won't get it. I actually, I'll stop. that's that's what that's what kind of religious people will actually cling to too, though. Yeah, is that because there's that because faith is uh you know faith is to get you through like shit times and yeah. dark and living under a tree when you're like a Neanderthal or whatever. So that's yeah. the thing is that people will seek something yeah. miraculous to answer that question of what does it expand into when in reality we're, we're too stupid to ever know. I do believe that there is some some things or maybe something so far beyond our consciousness um, to perceive that uh, that you can't even imagine it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if yeah. you said to a, if you said to a dog, right, this is a this is a car. This is how it runs, and this is where it goes. Or maybe show a dog an iPhone and go, this iPhone can t- take a picture of you 
and this is what you look like, and it can go onto Facebook. Like the dog doesn't know what fit, mm. doesn't know what any of that is. It doesn't have the capabilities, and I think there are things that we will never have the capabilities to understand. Yeah, but maybe after death, there's a way that you understand it, or something happens that, you know, in the process of death, you get this clarity and maybe that's you know people say oh i saw a light when i was passing away but then they were brought back mm. that maybe there is some sort of eternal peace that you get this clarity do you know what it is what who's going first? it's rebecca vardy <laughs> yeah base. sorry <laughs> i don't see anyway. much, uh, evidence or any reason to believe you would get any kind of peace after you die but you know, fair enough. Maybe peace is the actual thing that we need to stop believing in. Mm. Maybe it is one eternal struggle. Maybe when you what? die, you end up in the Emirates watching Arteta's team play forever. <laughs> that would be purgatory, right? He- heaven would be like Wenger's late 90s. <laughs> yeah. That... Hell would be Emery on a Thursday night in the Europa League. This is nearly worse than Emery, to be honest, but Anyway, oh, and we're watching four one at the moment. Fucking hell! Didn't yeah, just gonna ask. You can edit the three trophies. <laughs> yeah, well, cool. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about Christmas because this this is probably going to come out on New Year's Christmas Eve. Ooh, so it it's a do. real Christmas cast. Yeah, it could be the 23rd podcast on the 23rd of December. Yeah, and all we did was say how flawed the idea of Santa Claus was how much we hate all the traditions and the food of Christmas and how we're not looking forward to it and how we think God doesn't exist. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Jesus was a fact, though, wasn't he? It's a fact that Jesus... Uh, I think it's more or less agreed that he, a man named Jesus, existed at that time. Well, I think he was born in September. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it wasn't in December. December twenty. The reason we have Christmas in December is to. It was easier to make the pagans who celebrated the winter equinox. Yeah. To convert for that time. Yeah. Um, but Jesus is in other religious texts. Yeah. Which is what strengthens the, the fact that he. Yeah. Was definitely influential. But Catholicism is a farce. That's true. Yeah, and even the Pope knows it. Looking back to like, <laughs> even the Pope knows it. <laughs> but he's he's going back on all the uh, Catholic beliefs, yeah. really, isn't he? Yeah. Not all of them, but but he's definitely uh, he's definitely um, more liberal than the others. Yeah, but I I uh, I think back to do you remember we learned about the Reformation in in history in school. Yeah, and Martin Luther in Germany. Yeah, yeah. Um, the more I kind of like learnt about that, the more I'm just like. Yeah, he was, he was fucking right at the time. I know. What he was saying is, like, how about we don't steal from people uh, to build the basilica? And how about we just use the church's massive wealth? That's yeah. preposterous. Yeah. <laughs> Traitor. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Maybe we're not actually eating Christ. It's just a, a representation. It's like, what? Drown him. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it, does, it does feel more like cracker than Christ's flesh, to be honest, in my mouth. <laughs> this still tastes very much like wine and not the irony taste of blood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think this has been a very festive and Christmassy podcast. Yeah, sorry for all the football. <laughs> We've all converted to <laughs> Protestantism, so... <laughs> yeah. 
Ian Paisley's job complete. <laughs> no surrender. <laughs> surrender. It's now a you in this podcast. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> Put him under Protestant. <laughs> Put him under penal laws. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, we, we wrap it up like a Christmas present? Sure. Nice. Yes, sure. That brings an end to the 23rd Put Them Under Pressure podcast. This will likely be the last podcast from us as a team in 2020. We'd like to thank you all very, very much for your support and for listening. Um, hope you have a very safe and happy Christmas. Merry Christmas um, and happy new year, I guess. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey. Piece of shit holiday. <laughs> Fucking shite, yeah. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. <laughs> You've been listening to the Put Them Under Pressure podcast. For more of our content, make sure that you follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and Facebook. Outro music.